0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Bondi Nights, the podcast recorded in Bondi at night. Uh, let's get right into it. I had a lot of fun doing that first episode. feel like I covered a lot of very important topics and some not so important topics, but I think that's kind of the, the point of, of podcasts. And life. So let's get straight into something that I actually consider to be quite important. Uh, Let's get the, uh, let's eat the, the vegetables first so that eventually we can have dessert. The first topic I want to talk about is a very important topic. It's called, well, it's social media. And specifically, what is social media, right? So I had a conversation with a friend of mine, new friend of mine. Uh, the topic arose because I recently have gotten onto a... Or I recently signed up for a, a website called Letterboxed, And this is a kind of Goodreads... For movies. So you log every movie you've seen, you rate it out of five, as Margaret and David might do, and then you have the option of writing a little review, and then your friends who you have, you know, added will see your reviews and your ratings, and they will like your review if they like it, Um, they can't comment. I don't think they can comment, it's just a like situation, Uh, but I may be wrong about that. The point is, I wasn't on it long enough to really figure out the ins and outs of the platform, because shortly after joining, I felt a very uncomfortable feeling. That is not foreign to me by any means. It is the feeling of getting sucked into a vortex of self-consciousness and a desire to show off. And, uh, you know, it's just like tendrils. You know, I, that's how I've described it. It's it's, it's like vines cover. Covering me and, and, and suffocating me, that's that's the feeling that, you know, how people will say you know, the, famously the definition of pornography is I don't know what it is, but I don't know what the definition is, but I know it when I see it. That's social media to me. I don't know what it is, I couldn't define it for you, but I know it when I feel that tendril vortex feeling uh, and whenever i feel that feeling i need to delete the the thing before it deletes me deletes my hopes and dreams and that's what i did i deleted i deleted letterboxd and so my friend she said you know it's not even social media though you know I, i'm i'm not on social media she was aware of this, but she said, but this wasn't social media because you didn't put a display picture. And so for her, social media means... Oh, and she's like, you can be anonymous. You don't have to give your real name. So for her, social media is, is when you give your name and you put a display picture up. But that isn't social media for me. I think social media... Also, obviously social media is Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. But it's also things like, for example, you don't really need to put your name or your display picture up for any of that stuff. Obviously for Facebook it's encouraged. You know, no one wants to be that grey guy without a picture. Um, but a lot of people don't even put their real names on Facebook. So I don't think her def- definition was definitive by any means. I think social media is really just whatever makes you feel dirty and like you're wasting your life and like everyone is better than you. To me, that is is a feeling more than a definition, but that's that's how I go. I go with my gut. Not with my head and and that's how I navigate the ins and outs of modern life. Um, yeah, and that's uh that's what I got to say about social media. So we've eaten the vegetables. Let's get on to dessert. Daniel Boone hats is is a is a word is a term that may be unfamiliar to Australians, Daniel Boone hats. These are the raccoon hats that you sometimes see um, trailblazers and pioneers wearing in TV and movies. Very rarely seen in person, like uh, on a real person, you know, like as a fashion item. But it just occurred to me the other day that I want one. I want one of those raccoon hats and i'm going to look into this whether it's possible to acquire one because i think i'd look cool all right and that's that's uh all i have to say about that but you just watch out you know because one day you might see a guy walking down the street and you'd be like who's that who's that trailblazer slash pioneer out to conquer or out, not conquer that out to explore foreign lands. And you'd be like, Oh, it's probably, you know, it's probably not, you know, the host of Bondo Bondo nights, but Whoa, actually it is. He followed through on, on that whoa. So yeah, just watch out. And then, all right, the third thing I want to talk about, just quite recently what happened to me, I had an encounter with a homeless man. He asked me for money, which which happens. I don't give homeless people money uh, as a principle because I think that they're going to spend it the wrong way. And maybe that's... You know, maybe that's not a very charitable attitude. Uh, But in the past, you know, I have given them food. You know, I bought them food. Uh, You know, they seem to like chocolate milk or just flavoured milk. Um, That has been, like, a consistent thing that I've been asked to buy them. Um, But anyway... I don't give them money, is is what I'm trying to say. Uh, we'll sometimes give them food, but not, not even of late been doing that. Maybe I should. Uh, that's neither here nor there. But one thing I noticed that happens, it seems to happen more and more, that didn't used to happen, I, I feel, is homeless people asking for large sums of money. Like, gone are the days when they would... Just ask for change, right now is this, 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 the homeless person asked me for twenty dollars you know and and I swear they must be reading like a Tony Robbins book or something you, you if you If you don't ask, the answer is always no kind of thing because they're really going for it. It's almost like a, they're highballing me like it's a negotiation. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's just my imagination, but, uh, you know, just talking about this kind of stuff makes me realize that I should probably buy, buy them some food, get back into the habit of doing that, um, because, you know, it's, it is really, there's no excuse for not buying homeless people, like, a sandwich or something, um, so I'll try to do that a bit more. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is the expression reach out. Uh, if if you send emails in a sort of professional context, you've probably encountered this expression. Oh, I, I'll reach out to them, you know. Basically means to send an unsolicited email, uh, often used... When they don't reply to your first email, uh, it's a way of 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 introducing the second email. Sort of like, oh, I didn't hear back from you, so I thought I would reach out. It means send a solicited unsolicited email, but you know, I'm not on board with this expression. It really sits bad. It doesn't sit well with me, and I don't know exactly why. I think it's just that people say it so self-seriously like they like it's almost like this compassionate thing like I'm reaching out you know it, I think that was the original meaning of the word w- was when someone's struggling you know like um like with like, are you okay mate kind of thing are you okay uh or mental health awareness you know if you know if there's someone in your life that you think is struggling reach out to them but it's since become just a way to send to to it's a euphemism for sending an unsolicited email and you know i would actually be a bit offended if someone reached out to me because it's like Man, who the hell are you to reach out? You know, I got my shit together. You don't need to reach out to me. Why don't you reach out to yourself? Why don't you look at yourself in the mirror for once? Instead of reaching out to me. Anyway, maybe maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I don't like this expression. And if you ever send me an email to... Uh, bondainights at gmail.com. It better just be a regular email. You better not be reaching out. Because I don't need it. I don't need your charity. I don't need your compassion. Uh, I'm doing alright, thank you. Next thing I want to talk about is, um... thing I saw the other day... Uh... The woman with her baby in a sling, you know, the baby sort of stomach to stomach with with the woman. There's a little sort of sling contraption that keeps them connected. Um, she had her iPhone up to the baby's ear and was playing ambient rain on a tin roof noises for the baby, you know, and that I feel like is bad parenting because as any radiologist or not radiologist, um, pediatric person, uh, would tell you like baby's craniums are very undeveloped and, and, uh, malleable and stuff so you really don't want to be exposing them to high levels of electromagnetic radiation uh by putting up a smartphone to their face or ear or whatever to play the rain on a tin roof to them Uh, it's it's really not a good look it's really not good parenting but putting that aside Putting aside the, uh, radiation aspect of this, I think it's really, it's really interesting to think about people listening to ambient music. Now, of course, it was a baby, so babies need to relax because otherwise they're just going to cry. But I think even for adults, like, I, I have a distinct memory of walking to uni Back in the day and walking with an international student, uh Chinese international student who was listening. She had a speakerphone her her smartphone speaker on speakerphone and she was playing ambient rainforest music. Just random sounds from the rainforest. And she had had the speaker blaring these rainforest sounds up to her ear. She didn't have headphones. And I was thinking, why are you doing that? Right? Why are you listening to rainforest noises? Uh and, and not just that you're listening to rainforest noises on your walk to uni, but you don't have headphones. And the fact that you don't have headphones, that but you still really want to listen to this. It's like you had headphones, but you forgot them, maybe, or they broke. But you have such an addiction to these rainforest sounds that you couldn't even go one day without listening to them on your walk to uni to relax you, maybe. That you had to listen to these rainforest noises Just with your speaker, I think that person was addicted to rainforest noises. It's not, that's not healthy. Um, And I won't say it's bad parenting because that person is an adult, but it's bad something. Uh, And it makes you think about all the people that you see listening to, you know, headphones. Especially in the era of Airpods. Everyone, every other person I see is wearing some form of headphones nowadays. And I assume they're all listening to music or podcasts or um, audiobooks. But who knows, maybe they're all listening to fucking rainforest music. Rainforest ambient sounds or rain on a tin roof. And that is disturbing to me for some reason that i can't fully explain um yeah some people just i just don't like the idea of people blocking out the ambient noises just around them just to listen to some fake ambient noises that's some dystopian shit that yeah makes me makes me sad makes me sad for them but also sad for myself for having to live in that world with them. Um, yeah. The next thing I want to talk about, uh, kind of semi-related to that whole, you know, urban life is a dystopia. Uh, the other day, had a couple of girls stay with me. They were relatives of my flatmate, and they're from the country. They're from uh, the city of Dubbo. I think it's called a city, but it's it's really a large town about 50,000 people of Dubbo. And they're, they're so they're what you call country kids. Um and even though I said I told this to my dad, he's like, "Uh, eh, I don't know if you'd call them country kids cuz t- cuz Dubbo's, you know, a big town, so you know, they're not exactly in the country. Like my dad lived in the country straight up. Very small town. Um... Lots of, like, farmland and shit. So... But, yeah, compared to me, at least, they're country as hell. And it made me aware of how... sort of awkward and neurotic I am. Because they were just very down-to-earth people. Very normal, um wholesome I would even go so far as to say people and I'm just like they must have thought I was crazy because I am uh at least by their standards and it just made me realize man like something about the city makes kids neurotic and it's not one thing it's everything But in the country, clearly, whatever that thing is, isn't there. So, I'm not going to have kids, but if I did, I would raise them in the country. Because I think they would turn out more normal that way. Um... But it doesn't matter, because I'm not going to have kids. Uh... What's the other... What's the next thing I want to talk about? Oh, yeah. So, does anyone... Alright, I'm going to ask a rhetorical question here. Does anyone buy broccoli from supermarket and break off the end of the broccoli? Because it would... Because you don't use it when you... You just cut off the florets, which is the the uh the top of the broccoli but you don't eat the base of it so you break off that bit so that it won't cost as much when you weigh it because i do and i feel bad about it because i feel like i'm somehow stealing but technically i'm not stealing because i'm actually leaving it right but i may be I would, I'd be very interested in knowing the legal, um, the finer legal points of what will call for the purposes of this broccoli theft. Um, so if anyone's a legal expert or like specifically a, um, criminal lawyer, please email, um... BondiNights at gmail.com and tell me, tell me what, what's going to happen, you know, if, 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 for whatever reason, I get caught breaking off broccoli ends, like, what, will I get charged with shoplifting, because it doesn't feel like that's an appropriate, um, like that's an appropriate charge. But I don't know what they would charge me with anyway, so yeah email me I would really appreciate some legal advice uh the next thing I want to talk about have you ever seen these ambulance motorbikes like uh we know the classic ambulance it's 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 usually a toyota high s a or um some kind of van with you know um Ambulance shit in the back, like a stretcher and, um, you know, the heart attack electric thing and, and, uh, maybe like, uh, some, some syringes or something. I don't know. I've never been in an ambulance. But what's a motor, what's an ambulance motorbike bringing to the table, you know? So what's this guy gonna do? Gets this, gets to the, gets to the bloody, in like injured person on their motorbike, what are they gonna do? Like like a burnout, <laughs> right? Surely they're not gonna take this person on the back of their bike to the to the hospital with them. Maybe they could offer medical assistance, uh. But what are they gonna? They don't have any gear. Like, is that, does that do those ambulance motorbikes have? Have uh, emergency equipment? Where w- where would it be? They don't have those big saddle bags like those those touring bikes, or or the ones you know that the police police bikes, those big those big ones. They're just they're just regular rice rockets kind of bikes. What's that guy bringing to the table? You know, <laughs> I don't know. If you're an ambulance uh, – if you're a motorbike ambulance person, email um, bondinights at gmail.com. Tell me what you're bringing to the table, buddy, because my taxpayer dollars, you know, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. <laughs> All right. Next next thing um, I want to talk about is a little website that I saw an ad for the other day called Squirt.org. And the um the tagline was Real Men Real Community. Oh, this by the way, this is gonna have to be the last thing that I talk about because we're reaching the um twenty-five minute mark. So yeah, squad.org, real men, real community. Uh I wanna say to the squad.org people, um, can you give me a little bit more info? Because you just dropped the word squirt and you followed that up with real men, real community. Like I'm gonna need a little bit more information because it, I maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a deviant, but my mind's going in all sorts of directions. And it's probably something innocuous, like a kind of manshed situation, you know, fraternity uh, just, just, just wholesome, you know, manly camaraderie, but you can't call your website squirt.org, uh, like, where does that come from? Calling your website squirt.org and having it be about, about, like, men hanging out with other men, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just being a little... I feel like a lot of my segments are ending with maybe I'm just overthinking it, um, but in this case, I feel like I'm really vin- I I feel like I've got a a point here, so um, yeah, that's that's I gotta end it on that. Um, unfortunately, I've reached my um my my arbitrary cap that I've set my for myself for episode lengths, so. I'll uh, we'll leave it right there, and I'll be right. I'll be back with another instalment of Bondi Nights very, very soon. Hope you've enjoyed the episode, and I'll talk. To, I'll, I'll see you, or I will talk to you, but not see you soon. Good night.